0: Welcome to PostScript. My name is Dave. I'm one of the pastors here at Compass Point. Uh, today with me is Paul. How are you doing Paul? Hey I'm doing good. Uh, it's good to have you here. We're back into it. Uh, we're into this new series How to share your faith right And this last Sunday you talked about obstacles. you talked yeah. about some of the things that make sharing faith challenging maybe some of the, the cultural pressures we feel yeah um, do you want to give us a little recap from Sunday?
1: Yeah, um for sure. So we're starting this new series and we want to get really practical and so we're hoping that, you know, people can use uh, each message kind of that they build on each other and then mm-hmm. you can get more information and sort of map out exactly how you might feel more comfortable sharing your faith or how you might do it more often or engage in it more. And so it's really a very practical series that we've laid out. And and, and really this week it was it was an introduction, but mm-hmm. it there was there was basically a very simple kind of big idea and, and that is that uh, well, first of all, that that uh, sharing our faith comes out of compassion, not, not something that sort of is a check to check off our list or we're supposed to or you know whatever. Mm. And, and that's an interesting one because I think we do have a calling um, to share our faith yeah. and we have a calling to make disciples and that's important to us. But I think when it comes to the way that we interact with the people that are around us, when we act out of compassion, it comes from a different place than when we act out of obedience
0: and... Yeah, or, or even out of obligation.
1: Right, right. Yeah. And, and again, and so that, that's what I was trying to get at with that idea. Maybe we can get back to that. But, mm-hmm. but really, I basically talked about three, um, you know, things that, that often will keep us from sharing our faith. And I talked about being ashamed. Yep. I talked about feeling unprepared. Mm-hmm. And I talked about feeling afraid. And I think that those are some pretty basic things that, that often keep coming up. And, and there are reasons why people have difficulty sharing what they believe.
0: Yeah. And I, I I like those three categories that kind of cover, cover a lot of ground, but, but let's, let's loop back for a sec to this idea of compassion. Cause I, I feel like, um, a lot of people feel like, Ooh, faith is like, there's something a little cringy in our world, in our culture about like imposing your beliefs on others. Um, and, and like if, if maybe if someone's feeling that way, what are the if they don't understand sharing their faith as an act of compassion, what is it they still need to learn about their faith? What is it they still need to kind of unpack or or see differently?
1: Well, I think it has to do with uh, with gr- a growing passion for for uh, Jesus and what he's done in our lives. Mm. I think the more we understand what he's done, the more we want to share it with other people Sure. Because as I, I shared, you know, there's there's this growing dissatisfaction in our world. Um, just have a conversation with somebody. Right. And, you know, if you have a conversation with three people, one of them is going to go sideways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and what I mean by that is there's, there's hardship and difficulty and struggles. Yeah. And there's a solution to this. And I think that sometimes as Christians, we don't want to impose or we don't want to be pushy. But we have uh, a, an opportunity to share about life and, and about you know, being free from some of the things that, you know, people find themselves struggling with. And so, so really, uh, if we are finding ourselves not feeling very compassionate or at least not sharing our faith out of compassion mm-hmm. or not seeing people the way that Jesus sees them, um, you know, as sheep without a shepherd, as it were, that's the passage that we looked at. Um, then I would say, uh, probably we need to just spend some time, uh, on our, in our own time, like just refocusing on, on Jesus and what he's done and spending some time in the word and, and, you know, you know, regaining a sense of wonder for what he's done for us.
0: Yeah. I mean, in my mind, um. Yeah. We, we need to go back to that. And, and this is one of the ways evangelical faith is often talked about personal relationship with Jesus, which I mm-hmm. think is incredibly important. It's not, it's not kind of a generic out there sign on the dotted line legal agreement. It is a personal relationship, but that doesn't mean that it's just me personally. And I can right. leave you alone. It actually means it's been the most transformative thing that's happened to us personally. Yeah. Um, which then helps us to see like, man, for this to happen in your life too. Yeah. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Right. Yeah. I, I think it's easy for us to picture like, you know, oh, I'm trying to impose something on you. That's going to make you feel bad and actually know like a relationship with Jesus Christ. If, if we truly understand it ourselves in our own world, right. it, it is, it is wonderful. It yeah. is so good.
1: But that brings up another, another point I think, Dave, is that, is that sometimes we put a lot of pressure on ourselves because we think, okay, well, if I'm not experiencing, hmm. you know, complete and total peace in every situation and total joy and and my life is, you know, if I have things in my life that are unmanageable, how could I possibly out of compassion share that with someone else? Because it's not yeah. doing anything for me. Yeah. And, and so I think that there's a little bit of, um, you know, kind of a push and pull there on the one hand, I think we have to recognize that, we can still share even in our brokenness because we can share what we know and Mm -hmm. what, and what we've experienced in our story. But I also think that, you know, there's, there's the other side of that. Whereas I think we need to be, um, you know, kind of digging deeper, uh, in order Mm -hmm. to, uh, to make sure that's a a reality in our own life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a both. end. I I love that. Let's, let's talk these three areas. So, so if I'm ashamed, um, often I find myself, um, I mean, and probably ashamed is the right word, but I'm a little bit like hesitant to be like, yeah, I'm a pastor, I'm a Christian. I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means to you. I know what it means in my world. I know it's a good thing. But like, if I just use these words, you're going to write me off. And I don't want you to associate me with this group of people or this thing you've seen on the news or, or or. so I'm a little bit ashamed to be kind of forthright with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so and you encouraged us to, to refocus,
1: yeah, uh, refocus on Jesus in particular, right? right. right? So, um, and so that that really is about, and and I, and maybe this is 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 very simplistic. So you know, let's talk this through, and and maybe we can kind of come to some some practical uh, ways of of playing this out um, together. But I I think that you know, oftentimes the reason I'm ashamed is because I'm worried about the way that someone's going to think of me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm worried about, uh, you know, if someone's going to associate me with that person or Mm -hmm. if, you know, all of these different things. And, and so I think reframing or sorry, refocusing on Jesus in this, in this case reminds us that, you know, other people are going to let us down, but Jesus isn't. Mm -hmm. And so we can say, you know, if someone came to me and said, you know, like, Hey, did you hear about that crazy moral failing of, you know, whatever, Mm so-and-so and our response is just, you know that it's a good thing that our faith is not based on other people or yeah. what they're able to do. Yeah. It's based on Jesus. And so we expect failure. In fact, you know, as Christians, we should probably expect it more than others because mm-hmm. we don't believe that there's anybody who is completely morally upright with any, you know, without any kind of, you know, blemishes.
0: And of course, that's not an excuse for not holding Christian leaders accountable and all that. Of, of course. That. Yeah. Uh, you know, but but you're right. I mean the, the thing we have in common isn't our desire and ability to please God. It's our desperate need for God and that we can't do anything yeah. to, to make it right on our own. We yeah. And that's a good Jesus.
1: way. That's a good way of putting it. I just think that, you know, and and I've often said, you know, to people who have been frustrated by the church, for instance, or they've been frustrated by a relationship or or someone that they've experienced. And And, and I often yep. will say to them, don't write off Jesus because of the actions of another person. Mm-hmm. Explore and find out who Jesus is yourself. Don't, yeah. Don't let that person represent Jesus to you alone because, mm-hmm. you know, yes, we represent Christ, all of us, um, but people can go and get to know Jesus. And that, mm-hmm. I think, is the is the primary thing that will help them.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it is good to remember, like, we're not—we don't ever need to defend the failings of someone else, right? We no. don't We don't need to be like, oh, well, actually, what they did wasn't so bad. Like, that's—no, we can—we as Christians can, of yeah. course, say, yeah, that was— that was really bad and that's not what god wants for you it's not what god wants for me exactly um but it's not about that person it's not about the leaders it's about jesus
1: yeah yeah we can affirm though that brokenness we can affirm it even in ourselves right mm-hmm. that's that's the thing i think yeah. is to uh not not take it lightly but i wouldn't you know allow that to be the thing that defines you know what i believe about jesus
0: yeah so, so the second second area you talked about is being unprepared, right? This, again, I think it comes out of fear, but of this, like, oh man, I know this person, and I know they've they've done a degree in philosophy or whatever. What about if they ask me about did God kill a bunch of people in the Old Testament yeah. or how does suffering work or these big questions or theological questions? I'm not prepared to answer well. I'm not confident in. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I just won't bother sharing because I don't want to get into it with them. Uh, and you you encouraged us there to reframe, right? Yeah, reframe,
1: yeah. reframe our stories, uh, like and and remind, like basically use use our stories and our experiences, mm-hmm. uh, not just some theological truth or some kind of uh, you know well thought out argument, because you know oftentimes I find um, that more of the intellectual questions that I have. Um, you know, or that I come to or, or that I hear from other people are generally from uh, other believers uh, who are, you know, who, who are struggling with things and trying to figure stuff out. And it be, it's a good place to just bat ideas around and try to figure things out together and, and mm-hmm. do that in community. I think for a lot of people, they may throw out their, you know, concerns about the Bible over some theological issue or some, you know, whatever. And what I would say to those individuals, even if I knew, you know, quote unquote answers or responses that might be able to provide some clarity. I don't think they're looking for those answers. They're no. just, I think the answer to those questions always comes back to, okay, what is it, what does it look like in experience? How, you know, how does my life in Christ, uh, how has my life in Christ changed me and, um, and affect me and affect the way I live my life. And mm-hmm. so, you know, telling our stories is not a cop out in any way. It's actually the only way that people will actually, um, Well, not the only way, but, but a primary way that people will actually hear and respond.
0: Yeah. And I I do think this is something even that our culture has shifted to more and more in in past decades and years. Um, If I want to find information, I can find information. I can use my Mm -hmm. handy little pocket rectangle phone and and look up anything and and find the the brightest minds and how they would answer these questions and the best scholars and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, When I talk to someone, I want to know what, what does it matter to you? Yeah. How, how is your experience? And I actually think part of what we can model in our faith sometimes, I know that the Bible tells us to be prepared to give an answer. Yeah. Um, but I think for some things, the answer is, you know, I don't know, but I trust God.
1: Yeah. Um, well, the, the answer in first Peter chapter, um, uh, one verse, uh, or three verse 15, I think he said, it's mm. where he says, um, you know, Always be prepared to give an answer for the hope that you have. Yes. But for the hope that you have, right? Yeah. And I think that there's two parts to that, and I said that on Sunday. That one part is just a there is a foundational hope that we all have, a peace mm-hmm. in Christ because of what He's done on the cross. And yep. in the in the weeks to come, we're going to talk more about gospel and what that actually means and what it looks like. Um, but I also think that. Uh, on the other hand, when he talks about explain your the hope that you have, mm-hmm. it actually is a personal question. Um, yeah. How does that hope uh, resonate with you in your life?
0: Well, and we got a little taste of that on Sunday from Rob, Rob, who was emceeing right. our service, who at the end um, shared a little bit of his story. Got one of the dates wrong, by the way, which he wants to come and correct yep. at some point. But he, you know, shared a story about rededicating his life yeah. uh, years ago, yeah. and. Um, discovering rediscovering that hope yeah something he'd known and and you know what like yeah we didn't hear from rob all kinds of correct doctrine we yeah. heard we heard rob's story and i'm so glad that we did because that's that is kind of what it's about right yeah. and and i think it's it's true even for people who come to us i mean you and i are like it or not we're the expert teachers right but yeah. but actually the best thing i can share with people isn't isn't like dave the theologian dave the academic it's it's Dave, the husband and father and, and right. Dave, the, the lived human who's, who's experienced God's grace in these kinds of things in my yeah. life. Um, like
1: if I get, to give you an example of that, like the, the, uh, a person that I remember having a conversation with, uh, you know, sharing faith, uh, to the point where she, uh, you know, started a relationship with Jesus. It was a really cool kind of moment, but, the, the way that happened and there was never like long explanations about theology and about like all yeah. these different things. It was, uh, it was in relationship. I was getting to know uh, her and her husband and, uh, we were having, you know, conversations together. Um, you know, she knew that I cared about her and her husband and she, uh, you know, was watching things that I had experienced in my life that I could share with her. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was in the context of that relationship that, that I was able to share Christ in a way that she accepted, believed, repented, and, and, you know, began a new life with Christ. And and so, you know, again, I think that the it's a bit of a misnomer that when we have this idea that we're unprepared, I think we're, you know, maybe our, our frame, what we're thinking about is, Oh, I want to, I need to lay out all the the doctrine things and I need to lay it all out perfectly. But Mm. what you need to do is share your story and make sure that Jesus is the main character and show how he's made a difference in your life. And that's enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the third area you talked about was fear, which I mean, we've, we've touched on fear and these other ones, but this, this fear that often comes from feeling alone and feeling like I can't, I can't do this. I don't, you know, what if something goes wrong and and you, you encouraged us to remember, to remember, yeah. um, the part of the great commission where, where yeah. it's not only go out into all the world and do all these crazy things that seem impossible, but it's, yeah, for I am with you always.
1: Yeah, remember God's presence. And I think for a lot of us, we would say, yeah, I'm not ashamed of what I believe. Um, and I even know that I don't have to have all the answers. But we're still not prepared to share mm. because we're afraid. Yeah. and And that doesn't really come to shame. It doesn't really come to unpreparedness. It's just, we just don't want to put our neck out. And mm-hmm. we just don't know what's going to happen next. And is this going to, you know damage the relationship? Am I going to say something too far? Am I going to push them away? Am I going to mess it up? Are they going to become Buddhist because I say the wrong, you know, like who right, knows? Right? right. And so I think with all that, it, it, I think, you know, the reminder, like the presence of God. And I think in that passage, like you said, God said, I will be with you to the very end of the age. Um, that's powerful because he not only tells us the command, you know, you know, it tells us the what and the, and the how, but he also tells us, you know, I'm going to do this with you. So you're going to have the power of the Holy Spirit as you go.
0: Yeah. And it is such a good reminder that, um, we are called to participate in this work. Yeah. We are not called to do this work by ourselves. Uh, Yeah. It's God's work Um, as a, I mean, as a pastor, right. And it's something you and I remind each other of all the time. Um, this isn't our church. It's not, not Paul's church. It's, it's not the board's church. It's Jesus's church. Uh, and he is building it and we have the privilege of of being there and using our gifts and and you know you you talked about your experience um someone coming to you and saying i think i'm ready how do i accept christ and feeling like oh i'm i'm not prepared for this but actually right. it's, it's an invitation in god often invites us into these moments where he's been yeah. coordinating and working and and that's that's a beautiful thing because it's not our work. By yeah, I ourselves.
1: think I, I think I remember um, a story that I could actually kind of parallel a little bit, and I'll, I'll try to explain it quickly. But um, you know, when I when I think of the story of of Peter being called by Cornelius to come to his house, mm. um, you know, early as the church was growing, and he had no idea what he was walking into. He was going to a place that with Gentiles and all kinds of things that it just didn't feel right. Didn't know what he was going to do. Walked in there and full of the Holy Spirit, he's able to explain the gospel and see all kinds of people come to Christ. I had an experience um, where I had a friend who's um, uh, there was a tragic death in their family, and I had this opportunity to uh, go to this place where they were gathering for a kind of a makeshift memorial. They didn't have the money to do a funeral, they weren't going to do anything like that. They just had a an urn with some ashes um, and the friends and family were all gathering and they squeezed into this little house and it was a very different cultural context. I mean, you know, these, these guys were, you know, it was uh, pretty, pretty rough and, um, and I walked into this space having no idea what I was going to say or what was going to happen and they were like, well, you know, could you like, you know, share a, you know, share a, a message or whatever. And I, I didn't hmm. know what to do. And, yeah. and I think that in the, that moment, you know, God uh, used my, my availability and my willingness. And he spoke through me in ways that, you know, I look back on it. And I'm like, man, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And, and I think that, I think that when we are available and ready and open, hmm. then, then God promises this, you know, this presence in the midst of whatever we're facing. And, yeah. and I think in the power of the Holy Spirit, we can do some pretty cool things.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, do you want to give us any more information on where we're going in this series? I mean, we're, we're talking about how to share our faith. It's going to be really, really practical. I mean, again, we talked about some of the obstacles this week. What, what else are we going to be hearing? And, and what, maybe even more than what are we going to be hearing? What's your hope? Where, where do you hope we as a church? Yeah how are we going to be changed by this?
1: Well, I I hope one of the things that we found out was that almost 80% of us in our church uh, after doing a survey at the beginning of the year Mm -hmm. um, would, would say that we've got a a pretty long way to go when it comes to sharing our faith. Yeah. Um, 40% of us said, I'm not even comfortable at all. And another 40% on top of that, were saying, well, I'm comfortable, but I just don't have the opportunity. So I don't do it very often. Yeah. And, um, and I think for me, it's it's I think this is a really important part of our faith. Not just because we're called to it, but as, as I said earlier, because we're compassionate and we see the world around us that's broken just the way that Jesus did. Mm. But I think there's something else as well. Um, I think that the more that we share our faith and the more that we're open to sharing our faith, um, the more our faith grows. Mm. And I think that we... Billy Graham, I used to quote on Sunday that um, our faith becomes stronger as we express it. He said, "A growing faith is a sharing faith," yeah. and I think it's really helpful for us to know that the more we dig into things like this, um, the more our faith grows. And ultimately, what we want is people to be have their lives aligned to the way of Jesus yep. and to, you know, develop a faith that's enduring and all that great stuff, and to be experiencing the fullness of life that God intended. Mm you know, and so all this stuff is, is, is all related. Um, but as people share their faith, I just want people to feel a more confident, um, uh, you know, and feel ready. And then, B, I want them to be it to be more something that happens more naturally, comes more often and more naturally to us. Yeah. And so, to get there, we're going to talk about, you know, how do we look at the gospel and how do we, um, you know, transfer the gospel's story into our story. And again, we're going to talk about how do we engage with other people and how do we, you know, start conversations and how do we, you know, think about all that kind of stuff. It's going to be very practical, and hopefully, uh, by the end of this, um, you'll find yourself more comfortable sharing your faith.
0: Amazing. Well, we're going to wrap it there for this week. We will be back next week uh, with more conversations and more postscript. Talk to you then.